This is Let's Talk Business with your hosts, Mark Ebinger and Heather Bain. Now, here's Mark. Welcome to Let's Talk Business, a show that talks entrepreneurship with some of the best businesses in the San Antonio area. Coming up on the show today, we're going to talk with Gabriel and Christina Zachary, realtors with the Zachary team. Guys, welcome to the show. Hi, hi, hi. hi. Happy to be here. Yeah, you guys are no uh, strangers to podcasts. You've done a little bit of this before. I actually saw one of them that you guys did. Oh, which one? Uh, I don't know. It was just <laughs> great, well, great ambiance in the room. There was oh, like, cool you. stuff going on in there. Yeah. I thought it looked pretty slick. Yeah, we did the, the our accent wall together. That's our office. So the other half of the office is just a mess. Just a mess. <laughs> That's it's the only desks. side that looks good. That's the fourth wall, as they yeah. say. In the entertainment industry, it's the fourth wall that you yeah. can see, mm-hmm. right? But I'm really excited for to be on here with Gabriel because yeah. usually I'm the one, like the face or the one who's talking to most of the people. He's the brains behind everything. So it's nice no, no, to kind of... Yeah. Have him the here on the other side. I do the technical stuff. But uh, this is the first time for us to be uh, guests on a podcast. So mm. thank you. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, welcome. Hopefully you'll enjoy the experience. Already and are. Good, <laughs> good. I'm actually happy to be here. I love the the whole. It's interesting, like our room versus this one. So it's gaining a lot of. Uh, what's the word? Insight. Yeah. Insight. There you go. Well, okay. So, yeah, Matt, he, he built this thing out. He did a great job with it. He put a lot mm-hmm. of effort and a lot of money into uh, the setup. So he did a great job. It, yeah, it is. In studio with us today is Heather Bame, a certified business coach that works with business owners to gain clarity and achieve their goals. Heather, welcome back. Always good to see you. Always glad to be here. I'm back from vacation the... now. I know. I was going to say, it's, like, it's <laughs> good to be back on this side of the desk. Yeah, I noticed that you sat here. Yeah, I did. I had Howie to control the. Did you the tell keyboard. Howie, hey, this is chair. This is like the host chair. I'm the host. <laughs> I'm you're the host. The <laughs> we called each other co-host because, like, it is your show. But uh, yeah, it's it's it was weird sitting on that side, and then Howie switched and did the intro one time. So we were just, you know, going over our time and enjoying the process. Okay, good. <laughs> oh, love it. Well, the show is better when it's bigger than just me. Yeah. Right, because what if I want to go on vacation, or if I'm out for some reason or another? That right, makes sense. Uh, it's it's like, plus it's just more of a cool family. I don't know, family feels right. Well, it's kind of it. funny because back in I think March, you were like, I need a co-host so that I can maybe go on vacation one day and not have <laughs> yeah. to worry about the show. And then it finally happened. It's like you managed only six that. seven months yeah, later, and boom, you got your vacation. When did you start co-hosting? Oh, we were talking about it in January, but then I had a baby. And so not really until the end of March, once I had the baby and came back. I think you should go back. It's crazy what you can speak into existence, honestly. Mm -hmm. So I did that. I do that a lot, I think. I'm like, what about this? And then it just happens. Yeah. I I don't talk about the lotto enough, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Right? We should do that. There's a lot of competition in that one. Yeah. (laughs) Well, speaking of, oh, well, we haven't even introed you, Mark. Yeah, sorry. Uh, (laughs) I am your host, of course. The hostess with the most is Mark Ebinger, the owner of Crucus Marketing Agency, a company that specializes in giving small businesses a competitive edge by hiring low-cost administrative specialists from outside the United States. That's how I built... My entire business, I've got, I don't know, got 25 or so full-time employees, and I just, I, we rock it and sock it, and it's really, really cool. We get Every Monday, we do a full team meeting, and it's just really cool. Such great people that I work with mm. from, uh, from the Philippines, right? These are all from the Philippines, all up and down the Philippines, which is actually a pretty large country over there. Mm. Um, mm. But it's great to get to know folks, the personalities and everything. I just really enjoy coming to work every day, so... Mm. But what were you going to say? Oh, well, I mean, we're talking about talking things into existence and big plans. And I know when we talked last time, you guys have like a big goal. Do you have like, are you comfortable talking about that? 
Yeah, do do you want to? Yeah, do share. What's your goal? Well, okay, so of course we are about to be in the industry, real estate industry, for three years on December 31st. So we, of course, created an LLC for ourselves. So we went to our accountant, and he helped set set everything up. So we're like, what should we name our business? And we kind of finally came up. Him and I both had the goal of changing the San Antonio skyline with like some sort of big building. Like we eventually want to maybe become developers. Like that's a big kind of huge goal of ours. So then we named our business uh, Cityscape Views. So just to kind to change the views of so the cityscape. Could be so in a reminder and inspiration for where we want to head it. So everybody sees us as Gable and Christina or San Antonio's <coughs> Realty Couple or the Zachary team, but him and I just know in in our hearts and in our the business is our baby. It's Cityscape Views. So we just kind of have is that, that the LLC? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Cityscape Views LLC. Seen, that's kind of what I did with with uh, what I've got going on there. Ah, mm-hmm. the Cityscape. The cityscape. The I actually had to have somebody from Fiverr make that tower. I, I couldn't find one to rip off of. Uh-huh. <laughs> right? Not one that was decent, right? Yeah. So I just yeah. I had a guy made it for me, and he, he nailed it on the first time. But, but yeah, I like the Cityscape kind Well, there of you go. See, 15 there. years from now, y'all have a huge, much more big podcast and you're going to have a different building in the back, and in that's going to be our building. use building, right? <laughs> like, that's the thing, speaking it into existence. They yeah. named their whole business around their goal. Yeah. Uh-huh. How do you make the building stand out? I mean, what's the... Oh, there's that's be for a big us Z to know. Oh, okay. Trade secrets. Big Z? No, Big Z. Something else. I was just kidding. Big T, Trump. We want to make it unique, It'll be different. Like, yeah, I used to work in Dubai. and Oh, okay, that's good inspiration, yeah. Skyline over there is impressive. Yeah, for sure. The, the buildings that they, they make over there, they're the kind of buildings that win awards, you know? So we want to have, like, San Antonio stand out with one of those buildings. Like something. I bet the sunsets are great there, right? They are. Is it a big sun or a small sun? You know, <laughs> no, seriously, like, California has big sun oh, sunsets. I see, I see right? what you mean. We have ours is just smaller because it's further away or whatever, right? But it's definitely smaller when it goes over the hills. But California, it's like massive sun. I was just curious in Dubai, is it kind of a big sun yeah, sunset? Yeah, because it's a coastal country as well. Or uh, mm. Dubai is a coastal city, but yeah. the whole country is just islands. So it's all coastal. You know? That must be really kind of cool. Yeah. It's got a lot of colors. Uh, like no, it's, it's, we, we call it like the urban jungle, pretty much. Like mm. It's very concrete. So there's not a lot of color. If you go out in the dunes, it's just going to be yellow. (laughs) (laughs) I spent some time in Saudi when I was over in the 90s. Mm. But yeah, it's just a lot of sand everywhere. You know what I mean? Playing with camel spiders on the... uh, Well, anyway, that's a whole (laughs) other story. So uh, why are you guys working together in real estate? That seems like that might be complicated or is it easy for you guys? Who started it? You can say that. You you want me to go? Yeah. Uh, Well... I like we were together for nine months before COVID hit before COVID started. So COVID hit. I lost my job. I was a cocktail waitress at the time. Him and I were already going to move in together. Like we knew we were moving into an apartment together. We both had relationships beforehand. So we decided to like those were ending. So we him and I got together and we moved in together midst of COVID. So we were like got to know each other very well. Because you couldn't do anything in COVID. So we're just kind of stuck in our apartment. Thankfully, he had a stay-at-home job in marketing. So I was just kind of there, you know. Yeah. We were just kind of there. So then months and months passed. We have fun for a few months. And we're both kind of like, okay, well, COVID's kind of letting up a little bit. What should we do? And 
Honestly, we tried to start a photography business in the heat of COVID. <laughs> that was the stupidest thing in the world. Bad timing. Bad yeah. timing. Bad timing. So we got a couple clients, but it was just not the smartest thing to do, <laughs> not the right time. And then his aunt calls him out of the blue one day. She lives in she lives in California at the time. She's like, "Hey, what about real estate?" And then my husband, when he get a plant of seed in his head, he waters it and it grows. He was just watching YouTube and talking to me about it <laughs> for like weeks. And I'm like, "Dude, chill. Like, relax. <laughs> Hold on. Let me think about it." Little obsessive, huh? He was a very obsessive. That's a good word. So then, uh, I was like, "Listen, give me a week." It was like before a week before my thirtieth birthday. I'm like, give me a week to just process all of this information. You've thrown everything you can at me. Let me think about it. Because on our second date, second date, long years ago, he was like, I think we should be in business together. I'm like, dude, I don't even know you. <laughs> so well, I was let me not ask wrong. You. He so, manifested. But why did you want to be in business with her? What was it about her that it's stood out? The the we complement each other personality wise. Like she is the fire, and I'm kind of like the steering wheel. You know, like, uh, mm. like I don't have the energy that she has. And, and I'm so mesmerized by her energy and by her drive. And, and I get ideas and then I get excited about them. But then I, I, I run out of steam. You know, she's my steam. She's like, mm. we're doing this. Move. Let's go. She, she, she's a doer. I'm a thinker. Mm. Like, mm -hmm. uh, so I can sit down and think and think and think and think. And then two years later, I still haven't done it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> But she's like, no, no, she will do 17,000 things in the duration of <laughs> the two years I'm thinking about stuff. Well, there's and wisdom. Be completely all over the place. There's wisdom in that, right? Yeah. There Being is. And so in, in Heather, she's my business coach, right? And so my wife and I meet with her every week. Very, very helpful for the discussion of ideas mm -hmm. and making sure that we've got a referee in the room, you know what I mean, when it comes <laughs> yeah. to making sure that things make sense. What are your thoughts on that? Heather? Well, I think it's great because I feel like a lot of people – have that ambition to be in business and they have the ambition to want to go out and build a life that is totally outside of the norm, which the norm mm -hmm. being you go to work nine to five, you do that for 30 years, then you retire and just kind of sit quietly. Uh, ugh. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's like one or the other. Generally, there's not a lot of people that have it all. Yes. They're like the overthinker. You want to research, 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 mm -hmm. but then there's not a lot of action on the research yeah. and you can't quite seem to get that action and, and, Go. And it's that yeah. aim, 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 and never mm -hmm. pull the trigger. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. what we see a lot more in the entrepreneurial world is this, which is action, 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 almost no research, yeah. which like you may have research. We haven't gotten to that, but uh -huh. they just go and they yeah. get stuff done. But that's usually the client I end up working with is the action taker that didn't doesn't have a research partner, doesn't have mm. that structure. Yeah. And I end up coming in and being that structure for them and helping them with that because they don't have that balance of like mm -hmm. I'm I'm driving the car and it's going somewhere yeah. it's not 100 where it's going yes. and i don't have my plan google yeah. maps right? google <laughs> maps not a thing they're just like i'm gonna do it until yeah. something sticks yeah um so yeah. i think it's great that you recognize that yeah. you're the researcher and you found mm -hmm. that action and you're like oh i need to lock that down and yeah. you married it yeah he's like i can't afford you but how about we get married yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. he's like oh shit did he really say that yeah. <laughs> so obviously we decided to i was like yeah let's pull the trigger and then we had to raise some money, so we did like some food delivery to raise up money for us to go to uh, say driving school, yeah. real, real estate, estate school, mm -hmm. champions. Yeah. Went to real estate school and did the test get together, passed together, and now we're here. Three cool. years later, three years, almost three years later. Yeah. Who got the higher score on the test? Me. 
Really? No, just kidding. <laughs> I was like, I'm guessing no, it's actually, him. I, I was gonna stay quiet. No, <laughs> no I actually pa- I failed the. I passed the national. I didn't pass the state. But the night before, was it the night yeah, before? Had I had kidney. Kid- stones, I was in the yeah. hospital for kidney stones. Oh my gosh! So the next morning, I forgot to take my medicine. So I pa- I was going speeding through the national. I was like, oh, I'm good. I'm good. I get. To- I start the state test, and I just start feeling like the pain, and like intense, and I'm like. It's a little distracting. Yeah. yeah. So I miss, I think, two questions on the state, and that what that's what made me mm. fail. So, well, wow. I had to redo like, it, but then I passed. People put the, to put any importance on the state and national not. test is is mm-hmm. a folly because they have absolutely nothing to do with operating real estate. It doesn't. Yeah. yeah. Even the <laughs> contracts part, like it goes over the very surface level of yeah, the yeah. contracts, but you learn in real estate by doing. Yeah. You don't know. You learn how to like. Put in numbers, but you don't know how to really fill it out, like yeah. actually fill out a contract. And that's so. one of the main reasons why, like, uh, real estate is a very easy industry to enter, but it's a very hard industry to stay in. A lot of people fall out, like, in the first year. 80%. Why do you think that is? I thought first it was 85%. Uh, the, the, I thought it was 85% the first year and yeah. then 95 the second year. Oh. Yeah. Maybe I could be wrong. Yeah, I, and I, those are the stats from back when I was start because yeah. I was, well, I just remember 80% in the first two years, mm-hmm. and I was like, tell me. Every reason for this, because yeah. if I'm going to go into this, I want to know how I could fail at it and yeah, make exactly. sure I don't it's, do that. It's <laughs> multiple reasons, really. Uh, number one, a lot of people go into real estate from the like they 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 used to be employees and then they go to, into real estate and they don't realize like you're you don't have an, a boss anymore. You're mm-hmm. your own boss. So mm-hmm. a lot of people don't have that ability and that kind of discipline to boss themselves. And they, they need to go back to having some sort of somebody to tell them what to do. So that one one reason. Another reason is uh, just like Christina likes to put it, uh, you you kill what you eat. So a lot of people you eat what you kill. You eat what you kill. So a lot of people don't like the instability of, of real estate. Some months you can have multiple closings, and then you can have like three a dry months mm-hmm. with no closings at all. So you have to also be smart financially to be able to know how much you need to live off and, and then kind of like, you know, uh, break it throughout the next month. So mm. you don't you don't have to feel like, OK, now I'm stuck. I have to get a job, you know. Um, and, and the last reason, a lot of people uh, watch a lot of YouTube videos and they're like, oh, look, the realtor is driving a Mercedes or a BMW. <laughs> and saying the life they're, of they're, they're, they're like they're, they have so much money. It's such an easy job. All you have to do is show some houses and. And you're rich, you know. It's not. It's a lot of work, just like any other job. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of times, uh, hours. Um, it can be easy at some times, but most of the time it's not, you know. And if you relax too much, you will pay for it the the next two three months. You know, mm-hmm. you always have to be working the pipeline. The minute that you stop working the pipeline, it, you might not feel it right away, but you will feel it in the next two three months. You know, so. You guys really have to play that top of mind game. I mean, anybody in in marketing, yeah, which you guys are in marketing. Yep. You say you're in real estate, but he's really, in, aren't yeah. you in yeah. marketing? I feel like maybe yeah. you're in marketing if he's at the back end. I mean, I don't know. Oh. Both do you guys yeah. divide up the labor like that, or do you both just do the full role? Because with le- uh, real estate, it's really generating the business and mm-hmm. then working the business. I mean, that's any business, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that clearly divided, or do you guys both do both? We divide a lot of things, but we don't like set it in parameters, like mm-hmm. you mentioned. Like she's the face, so she does a lot of the 
breaking the ice and, and, and the introductions and a lot of our marketing. I do a lot of the back end when it comes to the technical marketing stuff. Yeah, or I'll do like the client facing. I'll do a lot of the I'll do all the contracts, the the transactional stuff kind of getting the client from yeah. beginning to mm -hmm. end. But we'll work together, like whenever somebody calls us, they talk to us both, because we're together like all the time. So they know that if I'm, if he's talking, I'm on the sideline kind of like listening and, <laughs> and vice versa, so. Yeah. Um, Beca because we, we also try and go, go off of our clients. Some clients are very analytical. So mm -hmm. at that point, I kind of move a little bit. I'm more a numbers person. Not that Christina's not a numbers person. But the way I talk and the way I present the numbers can sound a little bit more scientific. Whereas, like, I'm not a fun person. <laughs> Christina is a lot of fun. She's a lot of energy. So people, like, especially uh, people who are, uh, it's their for, uh, home, new home buyers. Mm -hmm. First time home buyers. Yeah, first time yeah. home buyers. And they want Christina, that experience. Yeah, yeah. They want the experience. They want the fun. They want the, oh, we're so stressed. And Christina's like, don't worry about it. This is going to be fun. We're going to have an awesome I'll time. I'll do the stressing for you. Yeah, Don't worry about like, it. If I start talking to them, and that's what we've noticed, they stress because I'm like mm. throwing a lot of information. Out and of you want them to know the worst case scenario and how you're going to mitigate yeah. that risk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So so she's like, okay, we know that stuff. Yeah, they yeah. don't have to worry about Stop that stuff. Stop sucking the fun out <laughs> of yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. But at the same time, I think him and I both know each other's side of the business well enough to where if something, God forbid, right, something happened, we can kind of pick up the other yeah. slack and well, we know how to do it that's the thing in, in marriage and partnership is oh, absolutely yes you can have your division of labor but the thing is until you've built a leverage scale to a certain mm -hmm. level if one person's down the other one has to step into that yeah, role and vice exactly. versa so you guys are navigating a more difficult market right now we've had a few people come on and just seeing it you know interest rates are higher prices of kind of um just the monthly payments are crazy increased yeah. versus two years ago even a year ago how are you guys navigating that we've seen some realtors already starting to kind of get out of the game lenders are having a harder time what are you guys doing in this market well i'll talk about it from an emotional side mm -hmm. like our relationship side because you asked like hey how is it complicated and he'll talk more of the technical side i'll go. just kind of get into that quickly um us working together of course especially when money's running low you're like oh crap we really need a closing really really bad we need to work together even better during that time because we could easily let that stress get to us and then the stress will start to affect our relationship, which mm -hmm. will start to affect our business. And so when the market is down, I'm kind of sometimes the one that's like hopeful, like, hey, it's fine. Like we can, we, we're supposed to consult our clients. Like it's not a yes or a no. It's not, what are we going to do to help them? Because when we help them, we help ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so it's just kind of like we have to, buckle down on our clients but we also have to buckle down on our relationship through the market because it's not just the business our business is our livelihood which affects us so we have to work not only on that part but us as well yeah it's like trusting the value of what you're and trusting yeah trusting the value of us but trusting the value of the market and and try to continue to say hey people are buying and selling all the time there's so many transactions in a month we can be one of at least one of those transactions we just need to like to be okay just at least one sell one house a month we can do that we know mm -hmm. we can because we sold way more on, in a month so it's just kind of relying on ourselves and trusting ourselves with the market so it's just like this trusting limbo oh, i feel like that's the hardest part of business is the trust yeah. yes well, well th there is proper planning as well so mm -hmm. like you do know that so the market is, like I, I hate when people say and i know hate is a big word but it just really gets on, under my skin when people say it's a bad market 
it's always a bad market or it's mm -hmm. always a good market. It really depends on how you look at it. It's like if it's a bad market, change your perception, change your, your perspective and it'll turn into a good market. Okay. Truth of the matter is when you look at the numbers, even in the bad month, really bad month, there's at least in San Antonio 3,000 3, transactions that are happening. That's a lot of transactions. That's a lot of money. You know, why can't you be one of those? Mm -hmm. So it's not really that there's no sales happening. It's just like, are you working enough to be one of those sales? There's a there's a phrase that it's not the direction of the wind that determines your destination. It's the set of the sail. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So That's the same quote. wind blows on all of us, right? It does. So what are you doing with that? Exactly. Just maneuver your sail, right? So mm -hmm. to your point... You know, it's how you buy that house, right? Mm -hmm. Because you you have less competition, but you got higher rates. But maybe you can get creative with how things are done exactly. there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's like there's always opportunity. San Antonio is kind of hot right now, um, and you know, going up to Austin's hot as far as the mm -hmm. demand goes, which I think is good. I don't know what the days on market is. Do you guys know what that right is? Right now, I think the days on market in San Antonio is around it's right around seven. I thought it was on 80-something, 70. Yeah, I had to look. I remember when it seemed like when mm. I was over at the radio studio, it was like days. It yeah. was single mm. digits. <laughs> that was last I think year. it was like 14 for yeah. a hot second there. It was yeah. wild. Yeah. The, the worst time for the market is during a shift, yeah. not not mm -hmm. when, when the shift has gone. Like So last year, in the, middle, in the summer of last year, that was a tough time because that's when interest rates went up very quickly, and people are reactive. People have very short time, short-term mem memory. They don't remember when interest rates were in the 16s, mm -hmm. for example. So, technically speaking, yeah, technically speaking, interest rates are still low, right? But we don't remember when back in when it was 16s. But but the thing is, during a span of what two months, interest rates went up from the twos and the threes to the six and the sevens, and that mm -hmm. was a big shock. So of course, it'll have a big impact on the market, and we even struggled in six months from like the, the last year yeah it was like know? five months we didn't have a yeah. single closing we just struggled big time but but that's the time where you have to do the most work uh, in order mm -hmm. to educate the gain trust not to have that what we call in the industry commission breath you know mm -hmm. you're there to help people because in the end of the day if they want to buy there are ways just like you said like just be creative learn more about the industry learn more about the solutions mm -hmm. go out and talk to lenders be like hey what can you help my client with, with, you know, you need to provide me tools so I can get you that sale. Or I don't want a lender that's just yeah. going to say no. Like, you need to give my client solutions so that we can help them. So yeah. how, are like you, how are you guys mm -hmm. finding your clients? I mean, what's the, it's a top of mind game that you guys, mm -hmm. that's why I say you're not in real estate, you're in marketing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm going to argue that all mm -hmm. day. She's a former real estate, or she's actually Never took out a license. I thought about it like that. No, you're so but, funny, because like, <laughs> I did not do marketing. I was a, I was a cold calling machine in real estate. Well, that's how that's, I did that's, my, I, I wish I would have done marketing. I would have been less soul crushing. <laughs> but I think well, that's part of marketing is, is making those phone calls. But yeah. you have to, it's a constant push mm -hmm. to keep your name top of mind game yeah. is what I call it. So how do you guys do that? Well, we like to do, f I think where we shine is face-to-face. -face, mm -hmm. Or at least that's uh, that's fun for me, right? Fun, fun, fun. So I love, we love to do open houses. We try to do at least two every weekend. So we're just like constantly working every single weekend. Visiting. We try to, huh? Visiting them no. or hosting Hosting, them? hosting, hosting open them. houses, okay, hosting open houses. Uh, we like to do video, video content. We just, we're on YouTube as well. So we got our, we just got our second client from YouTube. So we're super excited about that. Like it's starting That's to huge, pay off. Yeah. It's starting to pay off. They, they just call you just because of YouTube. Um, they see you on YouTube and they like your energy. They like what you have to offer and the, the information. 
and and you build that trust. In the end of the day, uh, finish what you're saying. So, oh, uh, and I was gonna say like sphere of influence or the people that you do know, but also getting to know the people they know because they're trusting you with their family or their friends, relatives. So I think those are our big three main butter. And but we're also starting to gear more of our business. Like we used to do cold calling. I can do cold calling like nobody's with no no problem. Um, but really, it's just we like that face-to-face. So we literally had a business meeting in the beginning of the year, like we do all the time, and we just shifted to like, hey, what's our top three things? Like open houses, sphere of influence, but also networking. So we're mm-hmm. heavily, heavily focusing on networking, which is why okay. we became a member of the Chamber of Commerce, and that's how we met Heather. <laughs> so what else are you doing for networking? Chamber of Commerce, what else? Are you guys in a, ne- a referral lunch group and all that yet? or no? I know those are mm-hmm. harder to we, we find. We started our own thing. We, we started like mm-hmm. earlier this year, we... we of course, last year was very tough. So we like when it gets tough, we work even extra hard and we try and do more stuff. Uh, like you said, there's more opportunity. So you wanna, you don't wanna be the one that falls up, up like off the wagon. You wanna be the one that's holding the hardest, you know. So uh, we we started feeling the burnout earlier this year, and we decided like to come up with ideas because we're working all the time, but we're starting to realize that we're not doing as much fun things for ourselves. So we were like. We, we miss going hiking because we used to go hiking a lot. We, mm-hmm. we miss going out, having a drink. How can we incorporate that and still be productive? So yeah. we started two events, actually. Um, and well, not m- annual, monthly. monthly yeah, monthly. We, we do Trails and Tales once a month. What's trails, the tail Trails thing? and tails with the Zachary's. No. Or do you wear a tail while you go on a no, trail? It's no, it's T-A-L-E-S. So basically, by... Working with a lot of uh, clients, especially ones that are coming out of San Antonio, you'd be surprised, even ones that have been in San Antonio for a while. San Antonio is a big city with a small town feel. Mm-hmm. So it's very easy to get stuck in one area in San Antonio and think, okay, that's San Antonio, you know, and then not really get ex- to experience San Antonio. So we usually recommend restaurants, things to do, like we are all over San Antonio. So we know a lot about it. Um, and they really enjoy that. So one of the reasons why we did the trails, there's how many trails in San Antonio? Like, there's I think over 900 miles of trails. Wow. I yeah. think I'm like there's, pretty sure. Yeah, and you can you definitely don't quote me. Now is the time of year, October. Yeah. Now yeah. the weather's cooled the down. Weather we can shift. actually go on exactly. the trails. Exactly. So it's we pick a different trail every single month just to kind of show people around San Antonio. Yeah. Hey, come get to know the east side. Come get to know the west side. Come get to know downtown. And we just walk for an hour with them, pick a breakfast spot, and go out to eat. We try not to make it like too real estate related, but it's just to Talk to your clients. Talk to mm-hmm. your friends. Are, is that going to make it on social media? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah we already and, have and, it on social media. And that's an opportunity for them to meet other people as well because mm-hmm. if they're new to San Antonio and they don't know anybody, well, come, you know, like yeah. we're, we don't talk real estate. We just talk about San Antonio. We talk I mean, if they things. ask, we'll talk. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> we're not going to be like, so don't talk to me. Video? Are you guys going to do any video on this thing? Yeah. We, we've kind of already started doing some video. We haven't edited it yet, but we're going to give it to our video editor and or our... Mm-hmm. Marketing. We just manager. do video for social, like like short format. Like here's a trail. Stories, like, reels. Yeah. So on YouTube, I know I've talked, I've interviewed quite a few real estate agents in, since I've been doing this stuff. But it's almost, well, it's almost two years now. Um, but like on YouTube, for example, where they're getting clients is when they'll do like their like good spots to eat in San Antonio. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you know what I mean? But they're actually on site yep. talking about that's because like, oh, they kind of know that. I like their vibe. That mm-hmm. kinda, are you guys doing that? Are you going to be doing that? Or what are your thoughts there? So we on YouTube, we have four formats. We have, we do million dollar homes because a lot of people like to watch like 
homes. And a lot of people don't realize that we have those in San Antonio. Mm -hmm. <laughs> think they think of San Antonio and they're like, oh, like San Antonio is not the like the place to have million dollar homes. No, we have really nice homes. So we show we like to show those. We also like to show Airbnbs and hotels. So San Antonio is a very touristic city and a lot of people come here for mm -hmm. vacations and stuff and then they get hooked and then they want to buy a house. So that's how we get them early on. Well, let, let us show you like the, the nice vacation spots and nice Airbnbs, romantic Airbnbs, and we, we cover those. So that's the second format. The third one is more informational where we cover zip codes, where we cover things to do or during uh, like Halloween, like how to celebrate Halloween in San Antonio. And the last one is more business oriented where we actually go and feature a business because that's like we we want to show the living in san antonio it's not just about homes it's not just about going out antonio. and having fun mm -hmm. it's not just about the tourism part it's also about the businesses that you deal with and the people that run mm -hmm. those businesses so so yeah just like the trails and tails we did like for morning people but for night people we also have the mix and sip where it's we pick a different bar in the city that we we favorite or maybe we've never visited before and it's just again getting people together getting to know each other Networking. having a, a drink and just enjoying each other's company so it's just kind of like that's how we we're scaling our business yeah. to around our lives versus what we did like the first three years which was spreading ourselves that's too authentic thin. like people we need are gonna to bring it to us people are going to connect with that well yeah. and authentic. you're actually going to do it i think is the biggest thing because i feel like a lot of people with the sales side of business <laughs> it's like what everybody kind of wants to forget Right. They mm -hmm. don't want to go out and hustle for the sales. It's mm -hmm. most of the time not fun. But if you create it in a way that you do have fun with it, yep. like you enjoy yeah. your business and you're actually going to do it. And that's the thing is consistency mm -hmm. is key. Yeah. Exactly. Consistency. And, and we also don't th we know we're in the business of sales, but we don't think about it that way. Mm -hmm. We think about it. We're in the business of helping people. Yeah, because like all due respect to all realtors it's not a rocket science job you know any like and that's why it's so easy to get into the industry it's very easy to be a realtor and have the license and help people buy a home but it's not very easy to help somebody figure out what's the best way and when is the best time and or how to adapt to a city or to the new area yeah exactly so so we like to think of ourselves as we are real estate consultants because it's not about the sale it's about helping you reach your goals, whatever those goals are. Like, I like to use an example. We went uh, for a listing appointment uh, not so long ago, and we sat with, with the potential client. We asked them a lot of questions. Um, and after the, the uh, his, like, we heard his answers. We were like, hey, you don't need to sell, you know. And we're, if you you wanna, should refinance. Yeah, what you need to actually help you reach your goals is you need to refinance. Here are a bunch of lenders. We can help you. And he ended up refinancing. We didn't get the sale, but we got a client. Yeah. And and that like this person still calls us up until today asking us about all sorts of things re related to real estate. He wants to start getting into investment and he wants to work with us. He refers people to us. And that's for us worth more than any sale. Mm -hmm. yeah. And before we wrap up, I know San Antonio is kind of a, a hotbed for the investing world. I, I hear a lot of chatter. People love the idea of investing in San Antonio. There's mm -hmm. a lot of growth. 
are you guys getting into that side as well, being investing investment real estate agents? Because I know some agents can get niched into residential yeah. and that's all they do. I mean, we're not going to specifically target investors, but if they come our way, we can definitely handle them. I think she was asking. Oh, if, oh, if we're going to invest in it, like I ourselves? Mean, oh, both, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like well, that side. answers that question <laughs> for that side. But for us, yeah, we definitely want to get into investing. Yeah. We're already talking about it. We have plans and that's going to be the next step. Like right now, we just want to focus on residential and being good realtors mm -hmm. and building that base. And we want it to be a well-oiled machine that later mm -hmm. on we can start putting it on the side. Because as a realtor, the first three years are the toughest and that's what everybody tells us and that's mm -hmm. what we're realizing. But it's start, starting to get better by the time you're five years into real estate, if you can last that long, because it is a tough game your your machine is well oiled at that point you don't have to and that's why a lot of people get lazy as well but if you have uh, processes in, in place and you have good C crm and you follow up with your clients and your pipeline it becomes a process and that there then you can start paying your attention to other things mm -hmm. so our plan is the first five years just focus on being a realtor build that base, build that machine. Work towards like a broker's license as yeah. well. Mm -hmm. And then break off and start building our investment side of Cityscape because eventually the goal is we don't want to be realtors forever. We want to have our team as realtors and that works for us, but then we want to break off and become investors and then later on developers mm -hmm. so we can build that tower. That nice, build, that nice building. Effect I can see you right there. logo exactly. you're building here. Exactly. You can see you right there. Well, I like to inspire. So I'm glad you <laughs> by my cityscape there. <laughs> All right. Was there anything that you guys felt like you wanted to, to get out there on the floor before we wrap up that we missed? I know we covered quite Can a lot we of put ground. Our little elevator pitch right now. I'm just yeah. kidding. Yes. I'm Do just kidding. <laughs> what is your elevator pitch? Because that's, I mean, that's a part of business. It's oh, like no. everybody yeah. should have that you know, 45 second. Day. No, we, we, we do have one. We like, do? When, when people ask you, what do you do? Oh, well, we just like kind of, well, it depends on how good feeling that day yeah, okay. but we usually like to say that we're real estate consultants i'm not gonna you do it because i'm gonna get into that whole youtube like intro and outro thing so you go for it you, you, well, you we do basically it. very short we say we help people buy and sell homes in san antonio and make it easy for them that's okay it. yeah mm -hmm. very straight to the point and and that's what we do we, we no we make people fall in love with san antonio that was another the one that we were kind of playing around <laughs> yeah. with. Yeah, that, that, that's everybody should have a catchphrase like mine yeah. is "I turn job owners into business owners," mm -hmm. ah, and that's what leverage does. That's yeah. a good one too. Because being a job owner is great until it's not great, right? Yeah. And then it's yeah. like, well, if I'm sick, I can't do this, and I can't go on a vacation, and I'm stuck, and it's it's not good. But yeah. <laughs> what's yours? Do you have a catchphrase? I don't really. I'm working on a catchphrase. It's ugh. Yeah, I, I feel know. like you could come up with a really, really it. good one. I'm actively working on it, though. It's it's market researching because I'm kind of like angling in a different direction from where I was. So TBD. Yeah. Well, like when I introduce you, um, you know, you let's see, you work with business owners to gain clarity and achieve their goals. That's something that and, and you were a business coach in the or you had a business coach when you were in real mm -hmm. estate. And that really, really helped you. So that's what inspired you to become a business coach. Well, it's true. She's my business coach, right? So there's points where I, a couple of points where I was stuck and I was like, ah, I'm not quite sure what to do here. I think it's going to cost me money. And she was like, well, what about this? Mm. And it helps me, okay, turn something that would have cost money into something that I can actually make money. I'm nice. like, well, that's a really good idea. So that clarity well, is definitely see, something. That's the thing. Like one of my things is making complex or jumbled thoughts easier and clearer to understand so you can make decisions based off mm -hmm. of them. My job is not to like 
suggest things and to like mm. give you answers. It's to organize the thoughts in a way that you can understand where you're going clearly. So mm. you know what that's, that's my goal is when or you like walk kind of away, filter out some of the other ideas yeah, or like, yeah, everything on the table and then we sort it. But the goal for every conversation I have with anybody is for them to walk away with something that they know that they can do to get traction in their mm -hmm. business and they're excited about it instead of like, I know there's a thousand things I need to do mm -hmm. and I can't figure out which one is top priority because they're all important and that's yeah. here a lot. Yes. You know, you have all those thoughts jumbling in your head because you want to accomplish big things, but the path to getting to the big things is so unclear because you're in it. And I'm reading a book called Creativity Inc. It's yeah. about, mm -hmm. yeah, I, I have you read it? It's great. And he's just talking about how when they're, every Pixar movie starts and it mm -hmm. sucks because the directors, the filmmakers, mm -hmm. everybody gets so in their own heads about the idea and about the story yeah. that they can't see a path to making it great. And they just get together and they do brain trusts. Mm -hmm. every few months on the story and get outside opinions yes. and get outside like it's, it's basically a, a outside opinion and outside feedback on what they're to thinking clarity, about clarity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so that is not a quippy statement because our pre-zoom meeting uh, I was like dang it I need that quippy statement but it's in the works is basically mm -hmm. all of that but it'll come I, I'm fascinated and we don't have time for it here but it's the whole idea that a real estate agent would have a business coach seemed foreign to me. Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, because most of them are bootstrapped, right? We're all broke. We're all trying to get started. <laughs> it's like, what are we doing? Tours. I'm not going to spend all this money over here. But you were able to do it, and actually it accelerated your business oh, quite a bit. The conversation went like this. You charge what? And she was like, I don't think you can afford not to have me. And I was like, I'm going to trust it and I'll give you like mm -hmm. six months because I literally cannot. I was dipping into savings to pay yes. her and she proved herself within three. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was I was actively creating the income to pay for her within three months. So I was yeah. like, all right. Yeah, we started really realizing that like yeah. a few months ago to start doing some business coaching and yeah. to start re re branching out and we're like reworking our business and hopefully have it revamped by January and they also new things. Mm -hmm. Tough thing. I know I, I wouldn't want to be without it. <laughs> All right. As we wrap up this show, a quick reminder, check out our latest podcast or catch video version of the show anytime by visiting our website at satalkradio.com. That's going to be it for us. Great job, everybody. Thanks Thank for coming. You Thank so you so much for having us. I appreciate it. <laughs>